the laws of borrowing and lending, So for the next seven prakim, Adamam is going to deal with the halachas of interest. Halacha Aleph. Neshech umarbis, Neshech, which means biting, or actually here it says yeah. Visarbis, and which means like Nelosh and Reba, Yeroiv, increasing Echadu, it's really the exact same thing, with two terms. Shenemar says, do not give your money with Neshech. Don't give your food with marbis, because even food is an issue of ribis. So I give you 100 pounds of wheat, for 101 pounds, that's ribis. <laughs> you know, the Svarim talk about what you do if your neighbor asks to borrow an egg, and they give you the egg back the next day, they, they're from their egg, but your egg was a medium-sized egg. Their egg's a big egg, a child of ribis. Yeah, they talked about it in Hantik Svarim. Well, the Halonah Emet says later on, the... You can't wait 30 seconds, you saw me come in. I did, I, I, I said, we're starting, right? You didn't hear me? Yeah, but I mean, I just have to take my coat off. I'm sorry, I apologize. So we're talking about, we're still in Halacha Aleph. So we're talking about interest. You're not allowed to take interest in Torah. The well, Halacha Aleph, it says later on. Which page? Oh, which chapter? Uh, chapter 4. It's page 240, 40, I think over there. Uh, the Halacha Aleph, it says later on. Neshech Kesef, Neshech Eichel. The Neshech, the interest of money, the Neshech of food. Neshech, the Neshech of anything which a person could take theoretically take interest. Okay, so these are going to tell you that interest is forbidden. Why is interest called neshech, which means biting? It's like a bite. It, it pains the person. It's his flesh. So therefore, it's called neshech. That's the case. Why does it tear divide into two different terminologies? Make your two lavin. Now, the pile in the count, it's only one lav. But the severity is as if it's two lavin, to increase the severity of that veda. Okay, so this is laws of boring and malvo leva. Yes, correct. That's it. Okay. Halacha base. So the first halacha again is that you're not allowed to take interest. You, get, you lend $100, take back $100, not $101. Berets. It's just like it's forbidden to the lender to take, to, to, to lend on interest. The person taking the loan, the borrower is also not allowed to borrow on interest. So it's not only prohibited for the lender, it's also a prohibition on the borrower. Shemember, it says, do not. Sashik is like, a, is like a, a less active term. Don't let don't don't be of interest involvement with your fellow. Meaning, even if you're not you're not actively involved, you're passively involved because you're not the one taking interest. You're the one taking the loan. So the lender, excuse me, the borrower is not allowed to borrow on interest. Right? I want to I want to borrow money. It's important for me. Nobody nobody no Jewish person wants to lend me unless they I give them interest. Fine. You're not allowed to take the loan. That's the difference. Doesn't make, doesn't mean it's okay. This is a prohibition for the borrower. Meaning to say, do not allow your brother, do not cause your brother to take interest from you. That's between Jews or it could be with a goyim? No, this is all, all, about, all about Jews. We're not, the Ramah doesn't, doesn't well, do with goyim. Goyim, in fact, the Right, so goyim will learn later on, yeah. Right. You, you can get interest. Right. Maybe even you're supposed to, we'll see. V'chein also, again, we'll discuss that, but right now they're talking about Jews. V'chein also, the Torah, generally speaking, talks about the laws of Jews, right? Goyim are their own category. That's as far as the bar and the lender goes. You're not allowed to also be involved in any way in this business deal between the bar and the lender if there's interest involved. Anybody who's a guarantor, a co-signer, right? He's the scribe who writes the contract. Or he's a witness between them. He's also on It says, do not place interest upon him. This extra pasuk is This is a prohibition for the witnesses, for the co-signer, for the scribe. No one's allowed to be involved in a story where there's interest involved. Now, what do banks in Israel do? Good. So there's a whole concept. We learned about Hetzir Iska. We learned about there's ways to make that it's not mamish interest, but the essential concept in is that interest is forbidden. Hala Malata, Shamalva Berivis. 
a person who lends money with interest, six transgressions. Do not be like him, like an oppressor. We learned already in the previous chapters that we're not allowed to oppress the borrower. So if you add this extra pressure, because paying back with interest is extra pressure. That's, for, that's first of all. Do not give your money with interest. Do not give your food with marbis again. So if you lend produce, 100 pounds of wheat, interest. You're not allowed to take back the, uh, the more than that, Neshech and the Marbis are two different terms that are both mean interest. So the two Psukim are, we said about in Pachal Aleph already, What's that the it doesn't, there's no difference. We said that the, the reason why the Terry uses two terms is to increase the severity of the matter. Okay. So, so, so one Pasuk, the term Neshech uh, 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 talks about cash. Marbis refers to produce, but, the, but both prohibitions apply in both cases, whether you're giving ca- money or produce. Do not take from him interest or the two different terms of interest. Do not place interest upon him. Do not place a stumbling block in front of the blind. The fact that one person is involved over here with this situation of interest is causing someone else to do an Aveda. That's the issue of causing someone else who doesn't know better to do something wrong. That, that's the lender. The borrower transgresses two prohibitions. Do not cause your brother to take interest. Your brother, in this case, being the lender. Do not play something block in front of the blind. He's causing the he's giving the interest to the borrower, to the lender, excuse me, who obviously doesn't know better. He's the heart blinds him. And the co-sign, the witness, or the other people like that, like like, like the scribe, for example, they are only aware of one transgression, which is do not place interest upon him, meaning do not cause him to take interest. So that's their only issue. Whoever was an agent between them, or as a, would help one of them, or gave them instructions how to do how to do the business deal, is over on. Do not place a stumbling block in front of the blind. Now, why are there? Let's say, for example, the witnesses of the co-sign is not over on the even the mishum. So later, they're now talking about a case where the, it would happen any, anyways without them. They're just facilitating, they're making it easier. But if you look in, you look in, you look in the Mepharshim, Antiochus over there, it could be Taka. If there's no way this would happen unless you co-sign the deal, could be the Arab is also Ivan the Tzmei Even the Ram doesn't say that. But all right. It's not essential. It's Lav Davke. Everyone else is Davke. But the Arab, it depends. That's what Ram doesn't put it in. Halacha Gimel. We're learning about Halachas of page 1073. Oh, here. 1073. Talking about the issue of giving, taking, or facilitating along with interest in any way. Yes, yes. Right, it's called Neshech and it's called Marbis. And even though the mouth blender and borrower are over and transgress these lavin, even though in Torah, what's the standard go to punishment for a transgression in Torah, for a negative mitzvah? Malchus. Why not? It's a, it's a mitzvah which the money is to be given back. If you lend with interest, if it was ribis, that's biblical ribis, which means it's established as a fixed amount. I lend you 100, you give back 110. Or I lend you 100, you give back 3% per year, whatever it is, Those, whether it's amount or percentage. Which is the case of ribis, which is also the other. The guy, the lender, excuse me, the borrower, can take the, when he pays back the loan, even after he gave it to him, can take him to bed and demand back the money. See, I borrowed 100, I gave you 110, I want $10 back, and he can sue investment. Take it from the lender, give it to the borrower, and the cloud is, if there's an iser, which you correct with payment, there's no malchus. There's no, uh, what if the malva died, the lender died? You don't take it from the kids, because this payback is a ticket for him for doing the avedo. 
So even though, so it's not mamash like a geneva, because a geneva you would take back from the kids. This is a, something he can correct from doing the maisa aver. It's a, so it's basically a, a chi of gavra, if you will. But it's not shot that the, that the money is in his, in his hands, be'isr, essentially, that if his kids are yerish, that money they have to give back to the lender. That's not the case. To the borrower, excuse me. The kids, they cannot the, 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 Not that they can't. They're a chuyuv too. Bezim won't force them to. Now, so what if the father, now let's talk about that now. What if the father left them money that was interest money? Although they know that these $10 is money, back to the lender. Right? So the Ramam says, in, the, in Halacha Gimel, we said that, that the Bezim won't take it out from the Yerushin. But do they have a chiv mitzad there? Just, just like they have a chiv put on tefillin, could they have a chiv to give it back to the lender, to the, to the borrower, excuse me, mitzad din and deshamayin? The answer is no. They're not mechuyuvah, had to give it back. Because the father left it for them, and he didn't want to do tshuva. He didn't try to do tshuva, as far as we know. So therefore, since, since, um, since uh, the, the, the father didn't try to do tshuva, they're not mechuyuvah to give it back, as we'll see. Now, that's if it's money. Right? So that these $10, is, and no one knows where it came from. What if he, the guy gave interest, he paid the interest in merchandise or something, an item specific, um, designated. Uh, uh, so they have to give back because they come to the father. So excuse me, so, so, so this whole case of Dal is talking about a case where we'll see now. He did chuva. He said, I want to give it back. It's the wrong thing. And then he passed it before they get a chance to give it back. So even in that case, only an item that has to be returned, the covered of the father, because it's a bazillion that he should, that people should say, this cow, you know where they got it from? And he took it from Chaim Yankov Ribis. So it's not fair. He, did, he wants to do chuva, then you have, have to give it back. But if it's cash, even, even in that case, not going to give it back, because it's not a bazillion. So not, it's not a tzaddikah for the shaman. It's not a bazillion if they have the money. No one points that piece of, piece of dollar bill, that gold coin, and says that's where it came from. They all look the same. But a cow, it's, it's, it's absurd for the father's cup. But there is no taking the shaman. So if they choose to give it back for his chus, for his shaman, it could be it helps the ruchis. I don't know, but it's not chiv. It doesn't matter. He doesn't yeah, yeah, no, because there's no chiv. Aval yimah, if the father of a child didn't want to chuva, he never had regret. He passed away, he felt he did the right thing, there's no problem. I gave the guy money, he made money off it. He doubled his profits. Why shouldn't I take a cow from him? Ain chayish. In the kavod in that case, no reason chayish was covered. But afilu davim besumei nachzir and even if it's even specifically, you have to give back. So the whole vort is that it's not covered davihem to, to have an item specific that everyone knows he got in an iser after the guy passed away. You want to do tshuva? It's not covered. Therefore, you have to give it back. But if he himself didn't want to do tshuva, you're not chayish was covered. Apparently, the vort is, if I recall correctly, the chiyav kibud davim is even if they're not even if they're rishonim. That's only if they're alive. Once they pass away, you're not chayish of the coven, unless it's a tshuva. The mele, is it going to be a disgrace for his memory if there's a cow sitting there that's ribbis? Yes. So give it back. What if there's going to be, but cash is no? There's no need to give it back. Now I'm thinking to myself, why can't they shut the cow and eat it? There's no cow around. Why give it back? I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, you know, what's the, maybe the word of giving it back is undoes the bazillion. If he shecht it, everyone remembers he never got, he never got back to the guy. You know, it's the void that everyone's going to see the cow and point. How long does the cow last? Already? You know what I mean? So. All right, I can say fine. The word is that I'm holds very clear. It's supposed to give it back. Side, again, not mitzad the chiv of ribis, mitzad the din of kibud of a'ei. Hey, hagazlon inu malve ribis shechaziru. When a gazlon, for that matter, someone who lends a ribis, one day want to come and give back the the ribis, 
you're not supposed to accept it from them. To make it easier for the tshuva. The Gemara says a Maisa, a guy who was a this is not a case where a person made all of his money from Ribas. That was his like business. He did it, it was a money lender. To Yidin to go in for everybody. So it's mostly it's like Yidin. So he said, I wanted the tshuva, I want to give all the money back. So his wife said to him, Mr. Meshuggah, you're gonna, how are you going to pay back all those people, Ribas? You don't have any money left. So he, so, he, so therefore the Taka was dissuaded. So therefore the Chum made a Takana that if someone wants to do tshuva, and a person who, who all of his money comes from Ribas and he wants to do tshuva, he's going to have to give everything away or most of his things away because that was his Ikar Now he wants to become a Schneider or something, but that, that was his Ikar then you tell him, keep it, tell him the tshuva. If it's just one time, it wasn't his Ikar business, then, then you're allowed to take it from him. But if that's his Ikar Parnassah and all of his, all, most of his wealth comes from Ribas, he's going to become uh, excessively uh, less wealthy because of the fact that, that he's going to give all the Ribas back. The Chum said, help him do tshuva, be moichlet to him. This is one of the Ramam's rise we'll see, that when someone is moichlet ribis, the mechil helps, by the way. We'll see them in the Perak. But that's the way. Tell him, keep it, it's fine. I'm moichlet you. That's to help him do tshuva. At least, he won't lend the ribis. Yeah, that's the word. To help him do that. Otherwise, if, the guy, if, if you're not going to help him, he's, gonna, he's not going to give up his, his money lending business. He's never going to do tshuva. He's going to keep doing it. V'chal makal, mehen, whoever accepts the ribis. That's yeah, so again, Gazel the same word. The Gazel, we're talking about someone who is that was his, that was his business. He was a mafioso, but yeah, yeah. No, we learned about the Chazal. You remember, right? So, so we learned the Chazal about that. We learned it was a, it was a conversation. I forgot where the Chazal talked, but in the Chazal of Aveda, we learned about that concept. If someone does take it back from the, from them, the Chum are not pleased with him. If the Gazal was still existing, was a specific amount. In other words. If the gazelo, the item was there, and the ribis is a specific thing, then before I should talk about this the interesting lashon and kayemes versus mesuyim, akaponim, it seems that uh, the ribis doesn't have to be doesn't have to be in, in mint condition, even if it's a half broken. But it's a Gazela mashek and gazelo seems that that uh, it's a little different. Akaponim, akaponim, uh, if it's uh, if it's extant an item as opposed to like cash. The guy wants to give it back, then you could give, take it back from him because the Khaira doesn't need the thing, right? It's, just, it's not, not money. He, he has, you know, this fancy rug, give it back to you, right? Okay, Vav. Shtar Shakos of Beribis. A Shtar in which it says, the Ribis, the guy lends $100 and he'll pay back $110. Bein Gitsusa Beim Shalavayim, whether it's Ribis, which is fixed amount, which is Deraisa, or it's not fixed, which is Derabonim, which the Ramam will tell us in the future, probably exactly what that means, you know. Goivas Akarin, Venegos with that Shtar, you can collect $100. You're not allowed to collect. You, you collect the amount that says you lent it. You're not going to collect the amount that says to pay back. That's more. Hundred, hundred. I'm going to go hundred pack. Hundred and ten. A year from now, you, you collect hundred, not hundred and ten with the star. So it's a kosher star. You really love now? Yes, sir. If he collects hundred and ten with that star, then you, um, uh, then the, the extra ten dollars that was established that that, that that was I saw you take it away from the lender, give it back to the borrower. If it was quasi ribis, which is only Darabanon, it does not have the authority. On the one hand, you don't force the loyva to pay it back to the lender. On the other hand, if the lender already gave it to the borrower, eh, the borrower gave it to the lender, he wants to sue in Bezdin, Bezdin doesn't have the koyach to extract it from the, lend, the, from the lender, give it back to the borrower. That's the gender of ribis Darabanon. Then I'm just going to expound on a future program. Okay. Charles the Klotz Kasha. If Eidim are being made on the star that has ribis, they are possible Eidim, and the star is possible. Okay, so the Mepharshim basically explained either the Eidim were forced, or you said it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a famous, it's not a famous answer. They didn't know. Different ways around that, around that question. Okay, Zion. Kalakoyis of star ribis. Whoever writes a star that has ribis in it, 
and the Chayyur Kaisa could mean the Sefer, could mean anybody who's involved. It's as if he declared in writing and had witnesses test about him. I, Chaim Yankel, hereby, Kaifa Bashem, the case of all, deny Hashem, the God of Israel. And similarly, if anybody lends ribbons between themselves without a star, it's as if they both deny the Ebishter. The coffee says, time, and they deny, it says, do not give your money with interest. And the answer is, it's time we took out of time, so we see that they could go together. You can't believe Hashem took us out of time if you lend interest. It's a contradiction. So that's how essential, that's how crucial the mitzvah of ribbons is. Yes. Also, in the house of the a person is not allowed to lend his children and and the members of his household with with interest. So he wants to teach his kids the business world, so he'll lend them money and have them pay back a So they learn what it's like to deal with the people in the business world, the mostly going right. So you have to learn the way, give them good money skills, right? Even though they don't care, he's giving them if he's paying back to them to his kids. So he's giving We're worried that he's going to habituate them in this iser. So material is not a problem because it is it is not it's not it's, it's not demanded. It's, it's understood that it's a gift. Therefore, the rice it's not a chiyuv. He's making them forcing them to pay ribbis to him, or, give, or, or the kids aren't forcing them to pay to pay, to pay, to pay However, it looks it looks uh, problematic. And even the rabbanon, the chumbo only goes here because of bad habit, not because ribbis and rabbanon. But there is this issue of we don't want people to get involved in bad habits. Yeah. Okay. And he gives him, pays him back. He gives him more than he lent him. Again, when he, he lent him the money, he can't tell him to pay back even more than one penny extra. When the guy came to pay back, his chavrusa and kailo, he gave extra. That's mutter. It's known he only gave him as matana. They know the chaymer of the issue of ribas. So therefore, since the whole concept of giving it back, Bashas Maya later on, we're not being demanded, the Chom was in good Because they know the seriousness of Isser, and it's not going to lead them to actually lend, lend interest in it as an actuality. Yud. Again, this is not a halacha Do not try any of this at home without talking to a qualified Orthodox rabbi. Hamavas Especially on this Nakud, I think the Pasuk have a lot to say about this, and this Nakud, this, this, this Halacha test. Okay, Hamavas Chaveyu Matzalev Yeshu, when a person lends his fellow, and the Leiva, he gives him an envelope, thank you for the loan, here's your money back, he opens it up, and there's more money than he lent him. Or, sorry, that was the lender. The lender says, here's your loan, can you lend me $100? Yeah, come back later. Where's the $100? Here, he gives him an envelope. The borrower comes home, opens the money, it's 110, 106, 120, whatever. That's a question of, of Pashat Hashavah Saveda. But the second case, when the borrower gives back the lender, he gives him an envelope, he says, here's $100 back, and he opens it up, and it's more. So, so does he have to give it back to him? Samatah Hashavah Saveda, Samatah Ribas. So, if it's within the margin of error, which is not in a specific uh, bigger versus small, we'll see, the Amazon going to tell you what's the margin of error. Chayav Lahachsir, so then, he, it's reasonable to assume it was a mistake. He has to give it back, or at least, or at least go to him and say, "Maybe you, maybe this, you make a mistake, right?" If the guy says no, it's a gift. Then he keeps it, I guess, right, or, or, or whatever the case would be. But like upon him, he has to for sure confront or ask him, "Is this a mistake?" The imbalav is not that amount. Maton who 
you can assume it was a gift that the lender gave the borrower. That's what was extra. Or the borrower gave the lender. That's why it's extra. Oh, possibly he stole from him and he was embarrassed. Therefore, he, he, he added it to this envelope. Somebody else said to me, I'm a favor. I owe this guy $5. I stole from him years ago. I wanted the truth. I'm embarrassed. Here, give, take the $5. Give it to him when you lend him the money. You're going to pay him back. So that is the principle. Now, what is this amount that we assume is, is within the margin of error? So basically the point is like this. Let's just read the entire thing and we'll explain, okay? So bear with me a second. Ba'achas, one, v'shtayim or two, ayva chamisha or five, ayva sar or ten. Why is that? Shema chamisha chamisha mono, yasar asar mono. The guy counted by fives or tens, or ones or twos, right? The guy counts one coin, two coin, or two, four, six, eight, ten. Or, or he moves two coins at a time from the pile into the bucket, and he says one, two, three, and he gets to hundred, he knows it's two hundred. Or he counts one, two, three, five coins at a time, he knows it's 500. He counts 1, 2, 3, 10 at a time. He knows it's 10, 100. Fine. So that's a possibility. And it's possible when he counted 1, 2, 3, he miscounted. So he put an extra 1, or an extra set of 2, or an extra 5, extra 10. That's a reasonable, possible, a common example of where the person would put that, 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 those numbers extra. People don't count by 12s. 12, or let's say by 13s. Maybe a dozen you do. 13, 26, 39. That's not, that's not normal. So if you 13 extra coins, there's something going on over there. So then... If you 13 extra coins, you know that this is not Kedech Adasnet. This is obviously the guy put it for a reason. He, he stole $13, and this is a gift. If it's 5 extra, 10 extra, you have to say, one second, could be it's a mistake. Go back to him and make sure. Or if it's 5 or 10, but it's one, it's one, um, it's one more, we'll see. Maybe the one coin that was used to count the 5 or 10s got mixed with the 10. In other words, like this. Apparently, this is what, what, what this means. Best as I understand. The, people would count. One of the things they would do was they would make a pile of, let's say, 10 coins. 10, 20, 30, right? And in front of each coin, they put, each pile, they put one coin. So that one, and then at the end, they have, they have, they have uh, you know, a bunch of piles. How many piles are there? So you take those one coin in front of each pile, count them up. It's 16 coins. I have 16 piles of 10 over here. That's 160. Add the 16, that's 176. Fine, good. That, that's one way to do it. Now, why couldn't they count the piles themselves? I'm not sure. I know. Now, if the guy says, I want, uh, 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 yeah, let's see. Um, uh, uh, the guy says, I'm going to pay you back, let's say, the uh, 160 coins that I owe you. And um, and you can cheshbon the extra number in a way that it's possible that the guy gave hundred. Let's, let's say let's, let's say it was one hundred and sixty one or one hundred and sixty two. So any 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 any, any let's say our example, any number between one hundred and sixty. How much one hundred plus sixteen? One seventy six. Between those two could be that those piles that had the one coin in front that was made a counter coin got mixed into the pile itself. So he thought it was, it was a 10, it was 11. So, so anywhere between 160 and 176 could be also in this example, point is the way people counted money, Dam's example is by one, by two, by five, or by tens, or this trick with the one coin in front. All these situations that are common, that the Mephoshim explained, that in that, that culture to count money, are all things you have to consider in the possibility of the guy making a mistake. And if that, if any way you could imagine Taka did that, you have to go back and say, was this a mistake or not? If that's not the case, you can assume it was Matana or a gazelle that was returned, therefore there's no need to go back and double check. Okay. Yudalaf. Hababas Matbeya, a person lends his fellow on a Matbeya. So here's a hundred, and he specifies the currency, right? You know, American, American silver dollars or whatever it is, or gold coins in this, you know, this country. Or for example, his wife, he has 200 zuz and he specifies very specifically. Okay, so you give it back. When it comes time to pay the ksuba, if they get divorced or whatever it is, or he pays back the alva, he pays back that currency. 
Uperish Mishkolim, he specifies the weight. Then, one Yerushalayim Zuz used to be an ounce of silver, now it became 1.1 ounce of silver. So if I borrow one Yerushalayim Zuz, and I pay back one Yerushalayim Zuz two years later, when the coin was, the minter, the government added silver, I'm giving you 10% more. That's a higher problem, yeah? If, because now the coin is bigger. So the pound of wheat that used to buy me, now I can buy a pound, 1.1 pound of wheat. So the coin increase is representative in the market. So then, then, if I give you the shekel that's now bigger, I'm probably giving you more money. So I have to, I have to, I have to now, I have to now give you an, only enough silver that would buy, buy a pound of wheat. Because at the time I gave it to you, it had a value. And now, even though we call it the same name, it's really more money. Even if the smallest amount, you have to make out. Basically, when you when you borrowed the um, when you borrowed the, and you made, made let's say the ksuba or you borrow. Actually, with the ksuba, it's not a problem of ribas. The ksuba is a question of a matter of just uh, what you believe. You don't want to pay back more than you don't want to pay back more than you have to. But here, the issue is ribas. So fine. So I have to pay you hundred zuz. I borrowed ten years ago. I have to pay hundred zuz. hundred zuz now weighs more than than than, than what it weighed, weighed ten years ago. They added to it. I have to make sure it's the same weight if it's represented. But that's only sure again if the extra weight means you could buy extra wheat or extra produce. It's partially worth more. If, however, that same same coin with the same name buy the same amount of same amount of market value. Then, then a monocle, you don't have to change anything because it's really the same, same, same monetary value, even though it's more silver. You give it whatever it is, whatever the zoos is, 100 zoos then. It's the same essentially. It's heavier. It buys the same thing. So it's not considered ribbon. It's not giving anything more. But medvarm, when is it true that you don't have to add as long as it has the same market value, same, same uh, you know, currency on the market? Now, again, how do you decide that? I guess, I guess if they can average, maybe some items are taka changed, some items didn't. But I guess based on the based on whatever the averages. Okay, when is this true about shishi for love al chamisha? As long as the, what they added was less than twenty percent, or sorry, twenty five percent, right? The, in Rambam's terminology, you have four quarters, a dollar. Yeah, you add a quarter, you have a dollar twenty five. That quarter is a fifth of the total. That's called a fifth. Okay, so we're going to call that. So when they when they added twenty five percent or less, you're going to if it weighed four ounces, they said the coin now, they, they said, this, this coin now, the, the government's going to make away five ounces. That's when we have, it depends whether or not the, the, what, it, what it buys you changed. If they added more than 25%, you have to decrease the entire thing. Not just the 1% because 26%, the entire thing. Who's a Paris, even though the Paris did not go any less. Same would be if it, if it decreased. So therefore, if you have, let's say, I borrowed 100 zoos from you. Now, you're going to want to pay you back 100 zoos. The problem is, each zoos now weighs twice as much in silver or gold. So therefore, I only pay back 50 zoos to make sure I'm paying the right amount. I, the same 100 zoos, bought the same 100 pounds of wheat, nothing changed, nothing a difference. The fact that it's that much more, more than 25%, you have to take that into consideration and deduct it. And the same thing would be if I kept, if they, if they detract it. So if it... Um, it, 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 I guess also twenty five percent the other way. I guess so. Let's say that let's say you have a, yeah, it's worth it's worth five the gold coin of five ounces of gold, and then and you borrowed that and it comes time to pay back. So so if now it's worth four ounces of gold, they made the coin smaller. So if I pay you back pay you back a, a smaller coin, so you have to give more. I would have to give more to compensate because the this coin's smaller. But if, um, if, however, this smaller coin buys you the same amount of wheat the larger coin used to, I don't, I don't have to give it anything more. This is the same, just the same pound of wheat. It'll buy you before. It buys you now. Now, how would that be an issue of interest? But, but, if, it's, but if, this, if, however, the coin 
um, that used to be worth, that used to be weigh five ounces, is now worth only three ounces. It's now weighs only three ounces, excuse me. Even though it buys you the same amount of wheat, I have a chiv to give you back a hundred coins that are five ounces, or, or that, that amount of gold. I have a chayra, the amount of money I borrowed from you could buy you this much wheat. Now the same amount of gold, weight of gold buys much more because the coins are small and they're worth more. That, that you would say it's not really this. Because since the change, the, the, the reduction was more than 25%, when you pay back, that's considered the representative value. Okay, l'chayra. Adam is very terse. All he says is, "If he answers, who I did l'malva al matbeya or paschimeno." So I'm just trying to, you know. So you do it backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though, yeah, even though I'm paying you back twice the weight. Instead of good muscle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. 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 So now let's say the coin got the coin. The coin is now weigh half as much. I have to pay you back the original weight. Ah, you're going to buy double amount of wheat. It's not really a good Okay. You pay. Hamabas, Chavea, Matbeer, personal lenses, fellow Matbeer, specifying the Matbeer. And if so, yeah. Right? That, that, uh, what was there to show before the shekel? The lira, yeah? The Aim Yachal. Same name as Yeah, yeah. In Italy also it's called Lira, I remember I was there in camp. If you could spend in a different country, it has a way to get there. Give back the original thing, original currency. If anyone tells him, I'm not complaining. This is what we did, the deal was, this exact currency. Go over there and spend it. There's no way to get there, right? North Korea, you can't get in and out. Then he has to give him the whatever, the coin of the current currency. And I'm not sure exactly how you would... You would, you would um, Transfer it, you know, but whatever the best decides is the way to transfer it, that's how you would have to give it back. Again, you know, giving the current current value. Oh, wow, we got to finish, yeah. Sorry, yeah? Right, right, right. There was a on that, on that, on that. Why Dafki? What was, what's that very, if it takes a discount? Dafki wanted to do in a way that there was no tightness and it was, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that if the borrower says to the Malva, even though I'm not supposed to give you the interest, you're not allowed to take interest from me, I'm being meichel from you, I bought, I bought $100, you took, I paid back 110 you should know, I'm, make, I'm being meichel to you the $10. I'm not going to sue you in business even though I could, like we said, I'm being meichel to you. Even he didnn't pay him back yet, he's, he's, he's 100 and and uh, and the the extra ten that you're taking, you're going to take from me. I'm being meichel, my or I'm being, I'm waiving my right to have a taina on you after I pay you back. And then the next day he comes, he gives 110. Right? Even though according to this guy, he was made a kinyin that that that, uh, that he's meichel it, or he said, I'm giving it to you as an unfairish making a matana. Here's a hundred, and here is the ten dollars. Let's make a kinyin. It's a matana, not ribis. Any meyoklum, so I'm going to say that doesn't help. The guy still has to give it back to the borrower, and in Besden, perhaps even. Every time you agree to pay Ribbis, you give me it's by definition Mechila. Rather, once we tell the Malve, I guess the Ramam is talking about a case where he gave the Ribbis back, he gave him back 110 already. And the best says to the Malva, give him back the $10. Also, also, and the Leva knows 
that the Malva took the ten dollars from him illegally. The age little men and that the Loiva has the right, the borrower has the right to demand it back. The borrower wants to say, I'm Michael. Michael, you could do so. You could do. The Chum said, we looked at this before, if a Gazlin, a person who, who borrowed and took interest, wants to give it back, if that's his primary occupation, we don't take it from them to help them to Juva. It's effective. That's what I'm Shita. Now, this is for sure is true, very clear from the Rambam, once you paid it back already. Now, if he didn't give it yet, I'm, I'm, I'm waving my rights, I'm Michael to you, any time I have next week when I pay you back, to get back, get back the money. Does that work as well? It's not clear. But for sure, very clearly, that once you pay back the, the, the ribbis and you say, I'm the Kodram, it helps. You doubt it. Was there a veira? Uh, yes, you were able to have veira taking ribbis. Now, the way you correct that veira is to return it. But that chiyuv has been removed with the bed of mechila. So b'shas he was over b'shas ma'aseh. Yeah, but the mechila the chayr is the takana. The takana just like the ashavas. The mechila is is a psak bin to get to. Yeah. Yeah. A money. Right. Just like if I steal. Yeah, yeah. Right. Understand. Just just like if I steal and you mechila to me the chayr. I didn't do v'heishav as a gzelo, but the chayr was the chaper the gzelo chayr. So a gzelo is a brief. It's according to the Rambam. Yeah. The property of given to a very, very trustworthy person who has a good, you know, good, good business expertise and, and is wealthy. In a way that it's going to be likely to make a, a profit and very unlikely to make a loss. We tell this guy, take the Yisraelim's property, the kids, do business with it. If there's a profit, then they split it with the shemim. If you lose it, you lose it. You swallow the loss. This idea, I'll give you hundred dollars. If you invest in this again, then we split it. If it's lost, you, you take a loss. That's called a vak ribis. That's the ribis darbanon because it's supposed to be a fair game. The word goes to the shemim to help them and, and, and the likelihood of increasing their assets. I think in, 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 in,